Greetings, Kooplings, and welcome back to the Nintendo Shack. The day is the 31st day of the seventh month in the year of 2019. Tonight we record episode 92 of the Nintendo Shack podcast. My name is Donnie, and I am one of the hosting power duo over here at PSVG. Joining me is my other half, Miss Caroline. Do you have a haiku for us this week? I've been too busy playing. Slacking. Why did you say the thirty-first month, the day of the seventh month? <laughs> I was just just trying to just trying to mix it up a little, okay. you know. Happy birthday, Harry! What? Tony has no idea where I just went with that, but Kevin will get it, and Devin will get it. Patrons, she let you down. So we thank you. Hopefully, we'll see her come back with a haiku next week. Let's start the show as we do each and every week, Caroline. Um. What have you been playing? Have you been playing any video games at all? Like, anything? I'm 37 hours into Fire Emblem Awakening. <laughs> or Fire Emblem Three Houses, excuse me, not Awakening. Um, oh my god! This game is legit. This game is probably going to beat out Awakening for my favorite Fire Emblem title. I'm not nearly that many hours into it. But the 15-ish hours I've put into it, I would say it's it has the potential to do that. I never realized that I needed a teaching in <laughs> school mechanic to a game before until like I just spend an hour on exploration days just doing social stuff. Yep. This is, this is, I'm not a very, I'm kind of an introvert. So the fact that I get my socialization quote unquote from talking to characters in video games is kind of nice. Uh, I feel not as exhausted from doing social interaction with people. So um, it is fantastic. If Persona is like that, I absolutely have to play that game because that is bar none the best part of the entire game. You have to play Persona, Um, but that's not what we're here for. I am playing the same game, so let's just go ahead and start breaking it down. Um, We both got Fire Emblem on Friday. We've both been playing it basically ever since. You've played a lot more. Um, we both got the Warfare's edition, uh, so let's start there. How how do you like your special edition? How do you like your calendar? I'm ca- okay, so when you told me that it's going to be inside the steelbook, I've never had a steelbook before. This is my first steelbook. I want to buy a separate case just of the case so I can put it on my shelf because I was thinking that it would be the plastic case inside of a steel cover. And that's how the Smash cover is. The Smash steelbook is... A steel book oh. that just wraps around a regular case of the game. Oh, see, this is not. This is not. So, it is uh, a original steel book. Beautiful, actually. The steel book um, is gorgeous. It's amazing, and the same art that's on the steel book is also on the front and back covers of the art book. I do want to probably just get an empty case so I can put it on my shelf. I've got an um, empty case if you want it. Yeah, I know, but I need, like, the paper cover. You can print them, done. and if you did not know, Nintendo Rewards has printable covers. You can make your own. I know, but at the same time, I want the official, like, Oh, my God. It's and- it's still from Nintendo. Put Edelgard all over the front of that bad boy. She's so good. Okay, so we both like the edition. I agree with you. I, I, I really like the Steelbook. That's the reason why I bought it, and the Steelbook brings it. Everything else in the package I could really care less about. The soundtrack, oh, the, the, the calendar, the art book. The art book I haven't opened yet, but uh, partially that's because I want to not. You're about spoil to tell anything. us how great it was, and you're like, I haven't no, no, looked no. At I, it. I want no. I want to. I don't want to spoil anything. Uh, like that might that's be drawn smart. in there. That's smart. Uh, 
but art books are my favorite thing. I have like maybe like 15 art books over here on my shelf behind me and they're just they're being an artist myself. That's something that I crave. I might need to price um, these extras on eBay and see what I can get for them. How dare you? I might. There's nothing in this thing that I care about except for the steelbook. It is the only like why do we have a little calendar? I mean, look, we talked about this when it was it's announced, cute. so we don't need to keep and talking about it. the calendar plays the calendar is actually at first, I was wondering why there's a calendar, but the calendar does play a really cool role in the game. Yeah, but it doesn't on your desk. So it's a it's a memento. <laughs> it's guess. not meant to be functional. Oh, okay, it does it does little momenting for me. Anyway, I love it. So we started playing the, the game. Um, mm-hmm. Spoilers: We've both picked the House of the Black Eagles. Now, yes, did you, that's my first route. <laughs> of course, you're going to play it through them all. Um, did you do any research before you picked that, or was it just a, I picked it because of Edelgard? I picked it because Edelgard, and oh my god, I am obsessed with her. Like, I think I might be more obsessed with her than Lucina. And Brian is kind of there with me. Every time we do tea now, he's like, you're doing tea with her. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> he, like, comes into the room, and we both have to, like, watch her reactions to things, and she's perfect. Hold, hold that thought. In researching all of my reviews, I came across a review at Game Informer that said that the Black Eagle's house was the best route to take for I, the story. The story, I'm not going to spoil anything, yep, don't. but I can't see the other routes going the way that this does because there is a huge shock. Right. There were two, there have been two times so far that I have done things where it has given me like a heartbeat in the background. Boom, boom. Mm-hmm. Yep. Boom, boom. This will drastically change the story. How do you want to continue? Twice that's happened. And I'm like, oh, no. There was a battle. It is the most conflicting battle I've ever played in a Fire Emblem game. To the point that I my dinner was ready. And I spent 45 minutes doing this battle without getting my food. And Brian's like, your food's cold. And I was just distraught. I was emotionally distraught from the character and story events that were happening. It's fantastic. I'm not, I know you're not there yet, so I'm not going to say anything. I, I know but, about it. Oh my gosh! It, it I was, was. It's been somewhat spoiled for me. I know. I know. Oh, why? That's terrible. I know about it. I stopped watching before it got to, but I know kind of <gasps> what happens. Um, <sighs> so I'm not telling anybody not to pick the Black Eagles, although it is the right house to pick. But I, I have heard from multiple places that the the best route is the Black Eagle route. So if you're Going to play it multiple routes, you know, like if you're if you're playing as the Golden Deer or the Blue Lions, I would just tell you to maybe take that in consideration. You don't have to play it like Caroline, but maybe down the road next year or something, maybe you come back to it, maybe you play the second house because apparently it has a lot of uh, narrative driven stuff. I should also mention that there's actually four routes. Hmm. What's the fourth one? I can't say. Okay. Well, then why did you say you have to mention it? I have to mention it. Don't you think it's weird to say that? I have well, to mention no, it. I can't no, tell you what it I is. I thought what I what I'm saying is I thought there would just be three. Right. This changes things, and there's at least four. Okay. And I know the names of all of them now. You're gonna play them all. I'm going to play them all. I made a mistake and accidentally saved in the second slave slot because they've got the autosave and then they have three save slots. Correct. And I thought that the top one was the autosave and I just wasn't paying attention. So I accidentally saved the middle of my Black Eagle route. On a second save file. And I was like, ah, crap. So I just saved over the first one again. Yeah. And now that I've done that, that was the biggest blessing in disguise. Because I won't have to go through the first half that I've played through again. I can just 
pick up from that part of the save and still experience another route. Okay. So let's get back to it. So we both picked the Black Eagles and you went with Edelgard. I went with Fort Dorothea. That's the whole reason why I picked it was because I wanted to romance Dorothea as my option. And um, I got to tell you, so I'm in chapter seven, chapter eight, something like that. I really like the kind of the cast of characters that the Black Eagle house has more so than the other characters in the other houses. I, I disagree with you on some things. There are some that are so insufferable that I went out of my way to recruit other people because I was sick and tired of hearing about them. Let's pause for just a moment and let's see who is your least favorite fire emblem character. This comes from Professor Switch. Now, he also asked us another half to this question. We're just going to save that one for next week since this is the Fire Emblem show. So let's let's keep it. I think he meant for all the Fire Emblem. Let's keep it to just this game. Who's your Kaspar. least favorite Fire Emblem Three Houses character? Caspar. Really? God, he's so annoying. Why? He's like, he's that obnoxious anime character in every single show that's just like, I'm the best, you know? There's nothing wrong. I can do no wrong. I'm so angry. I'm going to kill everybody, but I'm going to feel conflicted doing it because I'm such a good guy. And <sighs> I threw him out of my party on purpose. Who did you so replace him awful. with? Uh, I recruited Felix. Who is I am also friend. recruiting Felix. Dude, he's awesome. I don't know he's who I'm going to awesome. swap him out for because I don't, I don't hate Casper. Casper reminds me a lot of Ryuji from Persona. I think when you play it, eventually, I think you might agree. Um, I kind of like it. It's not terrible. Caspar was also super squishy. I, for whatever reason, even, I took him the path of... I mean, I kept him with the axe. I'm trying so to think. Because he originally wanted to do axe and brawling, but then I just did axe. And I think I took him to the warrior path or something. I don't I don't remember. Uh, Jesus I'm probably going to swap him out, but not because I don't like him, because he's just my weakest in the house. He's super squishy. Yeah. Um, my least favorite character die. in Fire Emblem Three Houses is Hilda, who is <laughs> just the whiny brat little girl. So, Oh, my gosh. She is terrible. And I found out that three lost items that you pick up, you cannot give to her. She, I think that's it's just something that happened when they were coding the game. They didn't give you an option to talk to her about gifts or lost items. I think because she's Claude's right hand. If you've noticed, you can't speak or or you can't give things to Dimitri and Dedue or Dedu, whatever his name is. Deduo. I know the nor, character. <laughs> nor Claude or Hilda uh, because they cannot be persuaded to join your house. Yep. And uh, that's good to know because I've, I've been talking to her every day because I'm holding something that apparently needs to go to her that I can't give to her. You can't. Yeah, it it's annoying. There are three items. And I spent like 45 minutes trying to figure it out. And finally, I just looked it up. I was like, who does this belong to? And then it says in parentheses, cannot give on the Black Eagle route. And I'm like, well, that's sucks counterintuitive. Right. Um, all right. So we talked about it. We've, we've bannered around this bush a little bit. But this game is vastly different somewhat from Fire Emblem games in the past because they've given us this ex- exploration area. Which is I would kind say of it's vastly different. It's added to. True. It's expanded upon greatly. Yes. And like yes. we kind of dabbled with this in Echoes, but not nearly to this level. And while Fire Emblem has always had 
you know, support characters and, and friendships and romances, it was never done like in a mode like this, like in a separate thing. So we have the monastery, at least in the first half of the game, where you get to run around and talk to all these different characters and recruit them and give them lost items and go fishing and garden. And to be quite honest with you, when I was playing it, I was thinking because, well, I should just go ahead and say this. I love it too. I, I keep doing it. I'm spending way too much time doing it. I know that I realize yeah. I'm not doing it correctly. Um, but I, I also noticed while I was playing it that if somebody was to watch it or like look at somebody doing it on stream, it's probably like super underwhelming because it's just a whole lot of fetch quests. But when you're, when you're building your house and building Fun. your characters the way you want to, it's very, just rewarding. like yeah and calming and just kind of fun you just kind of get used oh, to it just keep running so around good. it is good mm -hmm. it is good um and you get I had a dream I had a dream like okay so I have to preface this by saying I really like renaissance music so like music where it's loot playing Are you into renaissance or... culture? Yes, I absolutely am. Screw you. Um I love lute music and like chant and Gregorian choir and stuff. So anyway, I'm listening to that on Pandora while I'm falling asleep. And uh, I just like had a dream that that was like the backtrack and I was exploring the monastery and it, it fit so perfectly like with what I like to listen to. So I've had a dream already that I've been in this monastery. Wow. It's too much, Caroline. It's too much. <laughs> I, I'm having, I realized like my first time I kept doing it because I kept wanting to do it. Um, I've actually replayed a chapter because I didn't really like how I spent my time or my choices that I made. Mm -hmm. So I've actually went back and hit my save and I keep doing that. So if anybody, you know, like use your save files wisely, if this is your first yeah. fire emblem, Absolutely. like don't just keep saving over the same file because you may get to a point where you're like, I could have answered that differently. I could have changed something there and I want to redo yep. it. And uh, so I've already done that once. And uh, yeah, I just kind of, I'm just kind of wasting time. Um, She's her Hilda's perfumes. The only thing I'm carrying because I make sure every day I answer every question. I do every activity. I garden every day and I go and talk to everybody and I give everybody their lost item. I should say you should probably just save one day out of the month for exploration because only one day out of the month or every month, the dialogue and the positions of people and lost items change. Sure. Every other month I would pro or every other week out of the month I would devote to battling because mm -hmm. I was severely underleveled a couple of times and battling is really the So best I wanted thing to ask you about that because every time you go into a story mission or a side battle they give you a recommended level. Do you feel like that's been pretty good or do you feel like it's pretty been good. misleading? I think I think it's been a little bit on the easy side. I went to one today where I it said recommended level 29. Uh, and I have some characters that are around the 24, 25 stage and then other characters that are 38 to 40. And uh, I don't know, some of the 38 to 40 ones got super wrecked early and then the other ones were just fine. So I don't it, it's all really a random event and occurrence of how things works. Um, yeah, I, it, it's a nice guideline, but I don't think that it's as appropriate as it could be. Are you doing all of the side quest battles or are you maining the, the mainline battles? I'm doing all paralogs, yes. Um, all, the paralogs will show up in green. Uh, I've been trying to take advantage of the red exclamation marks as they come up, which are rare beasts. Yeah, pretty much just paralogs. Uh, Does every month and every quest. week allow you to keep replaying the battles if you want? There are two that are replayable every week. Yeah. So that's a great um, way to just grind it out if you're under-leveled or if you need to level yep. a specific character. You can just take them in there and just grind it out. 
The game does a pretty good job of giving you quest battles for the monastery every mm-hmm. month. Yep. Just so you're not avoiding it. Cool. So I, I just really wanted to say so far, I mean, I'm not as far as you in the story, so I can't speak on the grand terms. But um, I'm, a, f- a few surprises. I came in wanting to romance Dorothea, and I already have an A support with her. Cause basically, because I'm 100% focused with her. Byleth doesn't She's leave her side, thirsty. and she gets every gift in the game. Um, so I'm well on my way there. And she's not bad, but I got to tell you, I don't like her as much as I like Edelgard. And I don't like her as much as I like Bernadetta. I had, oh, Bernadetta is kind of insufferable, too. She's, oh, I love she's her to better death. After the time skip. She's better after the time skip, but all of her support conversations for C are just the same boring travel. I love her. How dare you? Stop it. How how dare you? Her haircut, her haircut in the in the time skip is questionable. It's really? like a bowl, it's a bowl cut. Oh like no. The, yeah, no, it's a bowl cut here and around the back, but then the back of her hair is like a mullet, so it's like oh, that two sounds long terrible. pieces of that's hair down the back. Her color scheme's nice, but um, No, 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 that's terrible. But I do like her. She's super cute. And I like that she's like the little introvert and she's completely holed up. And it's like, I, I think I've I already told you this, but I've taken to her like, like if you had like a dog in a game or something, it's like nobody yeah. better hit Bernadetta. It's yeah. like at all costs, I have to protect her. <laughs> like, how dare tell, you? <laughs> I have to tell Brian that you said that because he and I are just on the cringe train with her. She's oh, I love like, her. She's so cute. Everything she says is just, ugh. I put her with Caspar actually. Oh, no. <laughs> So I so <laughs> she's my best archer though she's unbelievable. I do break her so the way I'm playing it with the the house eagles so far is I'm I'm playing with um so basically Byleth, Dorothy, and her are like a little team, and those three never like really separate. And then uh, whoever the mage guy is, human Hubert, whatever he is, right? Hubert. He always goes off. He's like I have him. But he's pretty powerful. He's definitely my best magic guy, and he's pretty strong. Edelgard is just a tank. Like, I don't even pair her off with people. Did you see what she, I said in the Discord She earlier levels today? up so fast. Is, she, is that okay. the same for you? She's like level 39 for me right now. And she hits, she has, everybody hits her. She has no damage. Give her a right? shield, number one. Give her a silver shield. She gets no damage. And she does the, you know, reciprocating attack mm-hmm. if somebody and just comes one at hits her. everybody? One hit. Right? Dead. <laughs> Boom. Oh, just wait till you get her, um, wait till you get her evolved class like just from the time skip it's called armored lord you don't even need to do anything else nice i like her advanced like class else. costumes too like all those are real good They're dorothea super... like dresses up real um, well in advanced class stuff let me just say there will be a point in like month 12 where you have a ball nice and it's like yeah it's like a little dance and stuff you can't ask anybody um because that would be inappropriate. that would be inappropriate but they have a thing that month where uh there's a dance of the white something and you pick a member of your class to compete and it's based off of charm stats so whoever's got x charm uh if you're over a certain limit, I think if you talk to Manuela, she'll tell you what you have to be over in order to win. That character will get access to an exclusive dancer class. And it really benefits Dorothea, number one, because she's already got the charm level to, to do it. Number two, because it's for dancing is magic related. So she, I had her on path to be mage and warlock. She was already warlock and dancer is just better than going rimmery for her 
Oh, so wow. I've set her as like dancer permanently and she gets double hits on everything. I have her as a mercenary right now. I have, I have, I have, oh, no. so I've been thinking about that today is I have her, I have way too many swords. Like I basically got to go mage. She is magic type. Like, I mean, she is meant to be, but she can type. still do that though. She still has those even she with her can, sword skills. But what I'm talking about is they kind of lean you into doing that because she already has a large faith skill and mm-hmm. not faith reason skill. Uh, definite. I would definitely like, push her that way i don't want three mages that means i gotta move one of my other guys i don't have to think about that i'm gonna have to think about i had more archers i did recruit an archer from the golden deer i'm doing golden deer next and then i'm gonna go back and do the split route from black eagle and then i'll do dimitri's see my issue is if i especially if i recruit felix and i'm replacing an axe with another sword and i already have a ton of swords um i gotta move somebody off of it dude Elgar gets an axe. Have you given her a sword? No, no. She's an axe okay. person for me. She has an she's amazing a axe. Yeah. She's, she has an she's amazing axe in the. Oh, I see it. She's a beast. She's yeah. absolutely no, monster. I, I'm just saying, time skip. She gets this. She gets one of the, the main mm-hmm. 10 weapons now, axe. So I knew they told me this, but in playing, I completely forgot. How do you recharge the, the super sword weapon? So for you. You rest on an off day, mm-hmm. and it recharges. Good. That's what I thought. There is a you can do it through the blacksmith. I think you have to have umbral steel, but you have to have two of them, and they're not. Yeah, exactly and it's super a lot of money and all that, and yeah, nobody wants to do that. You got to rest. Mm-hmm. I got to start west- resting more. Who's the other guy in the Black Eagles house? You've got um, Hubert, and then the other guy, um, Linhart. Yeah, so I have him as a mage or a priest. He's inseparable too. He's a good priest. He's a good priest. So that's um, the thing. I don't want to have him and Hubert and Dorothy. That's too many. That's too much magic. But you need a priest. Priest is different than a mage. Yeah, I know. It's still, it's too many. I, I like beating you, up people. You can you can recruit Manuela soon, and she's a priest, so she's very good. Because I was thinking about making Linhard a, an archer. I like um, him. He's kind of funny. He sleeps all the time. He's one of my three least favorites. Now, Fer- Ferdinand. Um, I might move him out. I'm a noble. I'm a dude. No, you have got to up his lance and writing skills and make him into a paladin. He already, he's amazing. He's already, I already have him as a cavalry guy. I just don't like him because every time you select him, he says his name and that's annoying. I'm Fernand Von I hate that. I can't stand that. Like I'm already, I'm seven chapters in. I'm like, shut up. We know your name. In the time skip, his hair gets all long. And Brian's like, he looks like the beast's human form in Beauty and the Beast. And I'm like, yeah, he does. Totally moving him now. No, he's amazing. He's out. He he has 50 plus health right now on me. Don't care. And he just, he. Losers swing lances. What a loser with a stupid little pole vault. Get out of here. You're done. You're out of here. He's out. So long live Caspar. There's a. I, I'm going to come over there and choke you. There's a paralogue <laughs> that gives you a great lance, and you give him that lance. It's called no. the Spear of Assault. I'm telling you, no, I, now that I think about it, I changed my answer. I can't take him. I can't. So, like, every time you select a person, they have, like, a hi-ya thing. They're like, hi-ya, uh, yeah. yeah. He literally says his name. And just it's, the first move of battle. And it sucks. It keeps going. It just shut. We get it now. We got it. Can't be worse than Caspar. Put me in. That's better than his name. <laughs> no, what if he not. said, I'm Caspar of blah, blah. Shut up. 
von. I can't Bern. do it. I can't do it. That's 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 Bern. insufferable. That's too much. That's obnoxious. Bomberg, Quit saying your name. He's out. Now that you're thinking about it, yeah, Felix is coming in. Ferdinand, you gotta go with your stupid take. Making a mistake. I Maybe wouldn't touch him with a thirty foot pole. You're gonna unintended. You, you're gonna wish you had unintended. A really long. Oh man, he he runs and then he can run backwards. He took out every single person in the match that I had today that needed to be taken out in order to uh, keep reinforcements from arriving. He just ran around the entire circumference of the map and did it all in a matter of like five turns. It's not worth it. All right. Anyway, we've got to move on. We'll just turn this to a fire up conversation. Let's talk about all the characters. I'm sure everybody's tuned out already. Um, oh, let's talk. I mean, I just want to say, like, we didn't really talk about the battling system and all that. Battles, game. I think it looks good. I was hoping for more, to be quite honest with you. Um, like what? I think I think the character models, especially like in portable, just a, like a tad edgy. You know, I was kind of hoping for the, the HD experience. I was hoping for it to be a little bit more HD than it is. Even like running around the monastery and stuff, there's a lot of flat textures and stuff. I mean, it's it's not bad. I wouldn't I wouldn't like dock it, but I mean, just to bring it up, there are people out there that care about those types of things. It's not it's like amazing. the greatest looking game. You have to understand, we've been going from 3DS mm-hmm. games sure. to this. Yeah, but there is, and when you blow up a picture like that and you go to HD, then you lose a lot that you had with like sprites and fuzzier textures. It made right, a little more sense in that style. Now that it's more in this style, it just doesn't look as good. What I'm saying is that to me, I I think it's huge difference because I just like, I don't play huge hd games like mm-hmm. that and i've been used to seeing everything on a 480p yeah screen. If, if you played like a persona i think your opinion might change a bit i mean i'm just i'm just bringing it from parents and sake it's it, it's yeah, not sure. that it looks bad it doesn't look bad it's totally playable i'm just mm-hmm. saying if you go and look up a, like a youtube video of the game or a screenshot like don't expect you know it doesn't yeah. look it doesn't look wonderful it doesn't look great <sighs> oh oh we, we had this in here we should talk about this at least a little bit um, Nintendo last week, they did confirm that they've recast the role as male Byleth and they re- removed Chris Neosi as the voice actor. I read a little bit about this. Like, I think like a few people in our discord, I read like three or four paragraphs and was like, Ugh, and I just turned it off. So good on them for replacing him. I don't really care. You play as him. I don't, I'm playing as a girl Byleth. So it so, not even matter to me. I don't care. So it didn't really like him coming out and apologizing shouldn't have been the reason and then i found out it wasn't the reason apparently in one of his apology posts he mentioned that he had been boasting about the fact that he was voicing a character in fire emblem heroes and i had read on other blogs that he had basically been telling a lot of people that around for a while yeah it's part of the non-disclosure agreement Mm -hmm. and nintendo said i don't know if at this point it's worth (laughs) it to replace him completely and do his voiceover again? I don't know. It's not much. He does a few hayas and one-liners, and that's about it. They got all of that in, in storage with Link. Just make him Link's voice. <laughs> I would not be opposed. <laughs> all right, let's get into the news block. We should note that Switch Lite pre-orders went up yesterday. And uh, they went up everywhere. They're on Amazon. They were on Best Buy. The, if you think Walmart went up, Target's went up. Um, they're selling well, they're still available, so they're not like sold out or anything, but if you were wanting mm-hmm. one of them when they were announced a cu- couple weeks ago and you, you were wondering, they're up now. So if you want one, go ahead and get one. Um, are you getting one, Caroline? Did you ever come to the side? You don't get Brian a Switch? 
I'm not going to bite right now. I think that I'd be better off waiting for something higher end. I don't know. Okay. We'll see. We're the picking up the Pokemon one. Pretty, the yeah. turquoise one I saw uh, Amazon, I think, is selling turquoise best. But I, I've also read a lot that yellow is the hardest one to come by and that that's the one that like the listings went down on early and whatnot. I mean, they're mm-hmm. all still out there and available, so I don't really think we have any idea on which one's selling better than the other one. But I'm getting the yeah. Pokemon for Jack. Yep, and we got in. So uh, maybe I'll do an unboxing or something. I'm looking forward to it. I don't yeah. think Jack is not You're gonna... getting a cool case. I saw that they've got like a little yeah, white Yeah, they have like a matching case. case and everything. Yeah. For it. it looks so good, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. I don't think Jack's going to like how much I play his Switch. <laughs> <laughs> like, well. you know, give me your switch <laughs> um but we have a lot of game announcements uh, a lot of one-liners but like just a lot of updates so big news that came out this week is the outer worlds the sci-fi rpg from obsidian that is coming to xbox the company that bought obsidian owns them it's coming to everywhere else too is releasing on nintendo switch this came via a, a youtube video where the director came on it's worth noting that it's coming after release it's not coming day and date right. so everybody's gonna play it on october 25th we don't know when we're going to play it. Virtuous is the studio that's handling the port. This is the same team that did mm-hmm. Final Fantasy twelve and the same team that did Dark Souls Remastered. And if you remember Dark Souls, not saying it will, I'm just saying Dark Souls Remastered had a long delay right before launch. And it was, you know, delayed even further than we expected. So I don't know what that means. Um, but it'll be very interesting to see the comparisons. The fact that it's coming is a big thing. It's a big game. And this is a game that's coming to PlayStation 4 and Xbox. It's not an Xbox One exclusive. It is a Game Pass game. So if you have an Xbox, you don't have to pay to play it if you have Game Pass. Um, but this game is getting really high praise and previews. You know, it has this Bioshocky Fallout kind of thing. The yep. for Everybody it, yeah. really seems to like it. People that went hands on with it, everybody really likes it. So, I mean, I would expect it to. Uh, I mean, this should be a good get, and uh, yeah, we'll see how downgraded it is by the time it gets there. What we're talking about, you know, I always kind of, th- I take everything with a grain of salt now when it comes to Switch. Obsidian also revealed that they're bringing Pillars of Eternity, the complete edition to Switch. It comes out next week on the 8th, and it's $40. It's a pre-order discount of $10. It's originally $49.99. They're dropping it $40, and it includes everything that's in the PC version, all the DLC, uh, all the controls have been reworked for Switch and everything. Uh, have you ever played that game? Mm-mm. I never got into RPGs, especially on PC. Somebody, but said, that, somebody said that Pillars of Eternity was good, though. People love it. That's, that's yeah. the only thing I was going to say. It reviews really, really well. It's been played for a long time. And, you know, they're priming the engine. They have Pillars of Eternity 2 coming out. So they're getting ready for that. Mm-hmm. Also coming out next week, Turok 2, Seeds of Evil HD. Now, when Turok 1 was announced for Switch, I said that I wasn't interested in going back to the original Turok, but that I loved Turok 2. I'm yeah. totally picking this up next week because it it it, it still looks old, but it's nice. super crisp and bright, and then they've re you know everything looks still looks old, but it's all done modern. I think physicals are coming from limited run on these. Yeah, I'm not gonna wait. It's gonna be twenty dollars. <laughs> um, we didn't talk about this last week on Shack, which we should have, but Doom, Doom Two, and Doom Three were stealth launched by Bethesda out on Switch. Yep. They are five, five, and ten dollars respectively. I have zero interest to go back to the original Doom. No, me either. <laughs> but I'm Doom sure 3? I'm waiting on Doom Eternal. Doom 3 would be pretty cool to go back and play. I think that might be, mm-hmm. you know, it's a cheap little, you know, first-person shooter. Get your shooter on over there. Caroline, are you ready? 
I'm ready. Hold the I desk. Saw this. I saw this, and then I realized that you were going to write it in. There's a Suda update out there. He did an, uh, an interview this past week where they were asked about possibility, the possibility of him bringing no more heroes to the Switch. This is something he's been talking about since I interviewed him at MomoCon, to be quite honest with you. He mentioned it there. Um, but this time, he added a little something more. He said that Grasshopper, the company he's the president of and the company that now publishes Travis Strikes Again, No More Heroes Games, is in talks with Marvelous, the original publisher of No More Heroes 1 and 2, to port No More Heroes 1 and 2 to the PlayStation 4 and the Nintendo Switch. I will play your series if they do this. Um Marvelous is good people. I can't see why they wouldn't. He I went on Marvelous. to say that it's going positively, and he hopes to have a good announcement for you soon. So this is interesting, because I wonder who would be doing the porting. I think it would be Grasshopper, unless they want to farm it out to somebody. They're going to give it to Xseed if it's Marvelous, because Xseed is their... So you're assuming that Marvelous is going to republish? America. I think they're asking for the rights to publish it. I think Grasshopper wants to publish. That's an idea. I think... If they don't get it, it would be Xseed. Okay. And Xseed does good work. They're my story of seasons, Shantae people. I don't expect them to remaster it. I think it would be too much of an effort. I think they would re- they would just bring the PlayStation. So PlayStation 3 got a complete edition of No More Heroes 2 with all the DLC and stuff in it. Mm-hmm. I think they would start there and then bring the original version up with it, which is interesting because then you got to start asking yourself, like, the controls. So you could play No More Heroes yeah. 2 with sticks and stuff, but No More Heroes 1 was best played with a Wiimote. So something they probably need to touch the controls. Yeah. And then I wouldn't expect like an HD version unless there's some sort of, you know, filter that they can just oh, put sure. the entire if game Doom under. is coming, they don't need to worry about it. Yeah. So, but it's, I'm still excited. I still, I, I mean, I would probably buy them again, especially if they were physical. If they were mm. physical and had like some sort of keychain or something that I could get, I would totally buy it physical. But I mean, I do have the games. I have the games. <laughs> already yeah. so i don't know if i'd rebuy them digitally i don't know i don't know but it, very exciting exciting news um maybe that comes out before no more heroes 3 um and mm-hmm. I, I know we said this e3 i just want to since we're on this topic i don't expect no more heroes 3 to come out in 2020 oh no yeah. no that's I mean, that's it, the date they, they listed it for and that's the date that's on the website scene. but grasshopper is not yeah, they, good with they dates. had a cutscene. i'm sure trust me i know um yeah it's <laughs> You'll be lucky to probably even get it before holiday twenty twenty. Killer Seven, which was remastered, and the remaster's not that great. Like the controls are still wonky and everything, which is yeah. fine. That's that's kind of the charm of the game. That remaster took forever for it to hit PC, mm-hmm. and it still hasn't made its way to consoles. So I like I just I'm just saying I wouldn't hold your breath. I wouldn't hold your yeah. breath. You know. Um, this one's interesting. Captain Toad on Nintendo Switch has received Labo VR support. Now, I haven't played it yet. I haven't had the chance because I keep playing Fire Emblem, and I wanted to get to this before we recorded the show, and I just didn't. Um, but it's still interesting. I remember a certain podcast that talked about Nintendo stuff in a shack when they bought Labo VR, mentioning that Captain Toad was the perfect game to demonstrate this ability. I remember right, that podcast. Right. You're I think done. You're done. Do you remember that podcast? Like, I, I, I heard it. I don't think I recall, but I have really good hosts. Like, I remember. Stop. This guy's real loud. Yeah, I know. He's terrible, and he should probably put something in his mouth right now. <laughs> Shut up. No, it's fine. You called it. Yeah, and I, I, and, I, and I still, I mean, I haven't played it yet, but I have seen reactions. The people that have yeah. played it, I think it's only a couple levels. 
Um, it's like a little demo thing, but it's free update. And the people that have played it, they actually did say positive. I saw Game Explained did a video. Yeah. They said it was good. I expect it is good because again, it's it, it, like Captain Toad kind of is a VR game. Like it, it kind of is. You just play mm-hmm. it on your TV, but like it's almost made to be a VR game. So I, I, that's why I always thought it would yeah. lend itself well to it. We should also mention that I noticed that the full VR kits quietly got restocked recently. Ooh. Yeah. On Amazon so, or just on the Nintendo site? Everywhere. Ooh. Yeah, everywhere. Get that. So I'm probably going to have to pick it up. It's interesting. Um, So there's the two more interesting things. Nintendo Switch Online service in Japan are getting a free trial week period of Captain Toad. Did you see that? Mm, the full that. retail game that you can just yep. subscribe and play. Wondering if that type of news is going to come our way? Maybe. I don't know. That's cool. I mean, that's the type of stuff that we were hoping for when like they the launched the program. They talked about exclusive discounts and stuff like mm-hmm. that. We got Tetris, but that's it. Like, what sure, else? Is there a, something else there? Going for Maybe it's a trial in Japan. Mm-hmm. Maybe so. I mean, I keep bringing it up every time we talk about it. Jared said all those Nintendo Switch Onlines, they're, they're coming up for renewal soon. I expect yeah, to hear something. That's true. So that makes a lot of sense. Um... The Spyro Trilogy drops on Switch in September. Um, if you've been following this for a while now, if you may not know this, and this is why I put this in the notes, the original game, Spyro the Dragon, comes on the cartridge. Mm-hmm. The other games are downloadable. So Spyro 2 and like Riptide's Rage. I hate that. I hate that. I mean, it's got to be a storage issue. Um, because the carts are... For real, though? So the PlayStation 4 version of Spyro is like 50 gigs. Okay, I forget this is remastered. Yeah, I forget oh, and they're that. gorgeous. They're beautiful. I was thinking, I, for some reason, I was thinking of three PlayStation discs on one cart, and I was like, there's no way that can't fit. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I get that. Yeah. Oh, that just bothers me. They did that with Mega Man. They've done it with so many things, and it just... It, yeah, and I, I, would, I would think that they could get two on the cart, but I don't know. Yeah, I'm, and I don't know how they're like, is it automatically to it? Uh, so I was wondering, like, does this mean that there'll be separate releases on the eShop? Like, can I buy the second one without buying the first one and that type of stuff? Yeah, I don't know. And we send a fond farewell to YouTube on the 3DS. They are shutting down support for the little handheld on September 3rd. Did you ever watch 3D video on your 3DS? No. I totally did. My kids watched really? a ton of YouTube time, yeah. I had no idea that they could do that. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Yep. Um, Caroline, we had an update on Smash My Brothers. Turn. Yes. So, we have a brand new version of Smash Bros. Ultimate out yesterday, as we're recording this, version 4.0. We had news late last week that Sakurai was going to be coming out and talking to us about Dragon Quest Hero, the new DLC character. He did the video, it was about 20 minutes long, in kind of a live stream format. He was, you know, stream of conscious, not reading off a prompter, pretty much. Um, so this new version adds the hero from Dragon Quest, as we know, and their corresponding stage. I think it was called the Yggdrasil tree something or um, the altar or whatever. And we get a new spear board based off of Dragon Quest characters like we did for Persona characters. So the hero, as we know, is four different Dragon Quest heroes. And he gave their names, Eleven, which is from Eleven. Arusu, or as we know him, Erdrick from three, Solo, four, and eight is eight. And they each get a color variation for the full eight different colors of the character. Uh, oh, I did write the name of the stage Yggdrasil Altar. 
it pans around an entire area in Dragon Quest XI. And this thing is pretty cool. It has chests that pop up every so often on these floating platforms. Uh, you can open it to gain an item like a, they showed a beam sword. Or it is a possibility that they're not actually chests and that they end up being mimics and you have to defeat the mimics. So that's pretty neat. Interactive stages are always good. And then they also mentioned, along with the Dragon Quest stuff, they are adding new Mi Fighter costumes based off of the Dragon Quest series, available in the eShop for 75 cents each. Still upset that the Mi Fighter costumes aren't included in the past. No, You know, it's annoying, but that's how they make their money, I think. You I think just Smash charge, has like, already made its money. You know, you can tra- but like think of how many different things they release for Wii U. How many okay. transactions you can so have for those? I'm, I, I know that I bought them all on Wii U, so I, I'm good with that. I'd be very interested to see how they're selling now versus Wii U because they like the Amiibo mm-hmm. stuff. I'd be very interested in knowing that. But I would just say this: now that they're charging for online and getting renewal fee, like maybe throw yeah. one or two in the pass every time yeah. you release a character. Like throw maybe throw that. a piece of it. Maybe give us the hat or the shirt or something, and let you buy the yeah. other pieces. Something, do something. That sounds good. Yeah. Uh, 4.0 also adds the final smash meter, which basically now if you get a final smash, you can't just sit on it and wait to use it. It will go away. There's a meter that's draining at the bottom. Uh, if you don't use it, it'll just disappear. It also adds online tournaments so people can make their own tournaments. I think that was up to 64 is what I saw on there. Uh, 64 different people. Uh, that's going to be huge. And I'm, I don't know if that's how they're going to be doing tournaments for games, you know, at Smash events in the future. But that would be interesting. Uh, they added a new spectator mode where you can bet on fighters and exchange your betting points for items which is similar to how you can buy items in the shops that's cool uh, just with your gold coins yeah it's all right they said you can't lose so even if you don't win you kind of you don't get as big of a reward as you would right but you get something person one and they also added a very easy setting to adventure mode you noobs that you can't beat it on normal are you kidding me you can't even beat it on easy don't want to Oh, I could beat it on normal. And just I just quit. I gave up, Carol. <laughs> Those legend spirits. That Pauline fight was insane. Yeah, I have no interest. I'm good. I did a lot of it. Just I know. When you were like, there was a whole other... I was like, oh, I'm done. <laughs> I loved it. I, need I to thought that was the end. It. That's not the end. There's a whole other end. Never mind. I'm done. I, I hope that the, the Labo spirits that got added that I missed out on that one weekend got added to the normal spirit board in 4.0 because they did that with some of the ones that I that originally came out. They made them permanent. Cool. Well, Caroline, what if I told you there's a new Rabbids game coming? Yeah, that's something, and it's not coming to us. It's not coming. The Rabbids party game was announced for Nintendo Switch in China, and it will be shown at China Joy this week. It's de- developed by Ubisoft. What's that? Cheng Chengdu? Chengdu. And it is for Switch official launch in China. Now it sounds, it looks like it sounds. It is Mario Party with rabbits. Yep. Which, to More be quite players. honest with you, if you've ever liked the rabbits, I kind of thought was awesome. Like I watched it, I was like, that could be a lot of fun because they're some, super funny. Yeah, I did some research into it. Apparently, they have a TV show mm-hmm. in China based off of the rabbits, and it's like the most popular yep. show with kids, which is why they're getting this. Yep. And uh, it's worth mentioning that Nintendo and Tencent will have a joint press conference on August 2nd in Shanghai to talk about the Switch launch in 
China. Tencent. Oh, they're about to get paid. They owe every. They own everything. Do you think Switch units sold in China will count towards global figures? That's a good question. I wonder if it'll be separate. Because they could really pad their stats. Word. (laughs) Seriously. They could really pad their numbers. I can imagine that they would probably do it separately. Do you think Tencent had a big role to play in the Switch Lite coming to market? No. They're just a producer. I don't think that they're, you know, they don't have a say in it. I think this was on the table from Nintendo from the beginning. I want to see the news because I want to I want to know, does the entire Switch catalog launch in China? Does the Switch Lite launch in China? Because I think the Switch Lite would do better. It might. I mean, it's right. just cheaper it and all that. Would. So, yeah, ex- exciting stuff. Not for us, but out there. I'm yeah. sure it'll be interesting. Like, you know, we can buy games on the, on the Japan shop. Like, can we ever get into the China server? Probably not. Probably not. Of, yes. Like a lot of um, issues mm-hmm. with China. Mm-hmm. And you know somebody's going to find a way. Somebody's going to hack it. Unless and... it's completely walled off separate. And it might be. Like, the, And I it might that's be. what's going to happen. I think it will be. They probably will have their own servers and everything. It'll probably be a separate region. Closed thing. network. Yeah. Somebody's still going to find a way. They'll IP address something. Like somebody will find a way. We'll see. That's why you got to keep that original Switch model so you can hack it and play the Rabbids game. <laughs> I told you that, and I can't believe you backed out of selling your thing just so you could what keep. It. You said you were keeping your original. Oh, model I was. Oh no, no. It. Let me let me correct that statement for those of you that are just catching the conversation. Um, Caroline and I were discussing the Switch Lite and the ability, the inability to hack it, as they're putting in new yes. protections and things like that. And I mentioned that uh, everybody should, if you have any interest at all. And possibly ever hacking your Switch long after the Switch is done, like the, like I did my Wii U and all these classic consoles, then you need to keep one of these original versions, one of these first run versions. Yeah. So, so this is what happened. I read about this quietly. This happened summer of last year. Mm-hmm. They made it where you can't hack it anymore. So those things that were running Linux in the beginning, those are like the OG original switches from 2017. They stopped production, you know, like maybe early 2018. And now they've come out with this new one. So did you sell that one? It's my understanding my Pokemon one is totally hackable. I thought it wasn't. I've read folks that do it and they, they have used okay. that, that that model. So. That's not. I, I, they must have had that built and ready to go for yeah, quite some time. Then maybe I'm wrong, but that was my understanding because I followed it a little bit. I have never followed it to the point where I've ever tried, but I've watched videos on how to, and I've seen people mm. use them. Okay. So yeah. All right. Last game update. Last bit of news. Splatoon five point oh point oh. Finally. Yeah. Updates available now as of today. Changes to private battles. We finally get all of the Splatfest stages that we uh, had made for us over the past two years. Uh, You can add or customize the stage music. uh, Pick whichever one of the shifty stations that they had. You get to choose your ink color combo. So Mm. remember that ketchup and mayo one? Mm. Mayo. That's everybody's favorite. That's everybody's favorite. And you know why. Exactly why. So... I have a funny, unsavory story for DLC that we'll I have didn't to like say playing that about. when that was on. I was like, oh. Oh, no. I mean, like, it looks like ketchup and mayonnaise, but I have a funny story that goes with that. 
that particular Splatfest. Uh, we also got changes to gear. They're adding the Splatfest T replica. Its appearance will change to match the ink color of the player's team. And while playing in the Turf Force Splatfest private battles, it will cause the team's name to appear at the match uh, when, you know, it's just showing the team's name and stuff like that, as they do in Splatfests. Cool. Some changes to the multiplayer, such as modifications to stages. They changed some specs of the main weapons and the specials, and they fixed a bunch of other issues. Do you still have to go those. through the initial load screen to play the game? Only when you turn it on. So I'm between out. between uh, m- modes changing or stages playing and er, uh, changing and everything, they you don't have to. Oh, that's good. At least I'm, I'm t- still tired of that. I mean, I've I've said that long as my soapbox. Only but when you turn it on, though. as time goes on, I be, it's like more of an issue mm-hmm. than than it was before. I understand. Okay, so we've got some questions here direct from you. Thank you so much for sending them all in. But we're running uh, not really long. We'll see. We'll we'll just start and we'll see how far we go. Kaiju writes in Fire Emblem Three Houses is my first real playthrough of a game in the series. Kaiju, by the way. You're welcome. Me and Caroline helped you get there. Great game. Glad you bought it. Clearly, there are two appealing gameplay aspects. Friendship and fighting. I love how you did that. It's like such Nintendo. Friendship and fighting. (laughs) I love how it appeals to both sides (laughs) of the spectrum. Going in, I thought the fighting and strategy would be my jam. But I've now found that the friendship growing side is very enjoyable too. More so than I imagined. If you had to choose which side of the gameplay aspect do you enjoy more? This is a tough one uh, because I I do enjoy the tactical part. I This is like the only tactical RPG that I play. Uh, and I do love the series for that. But there's something about all of the work that the creators and the developers went into doing every single support conversation possible for each one of these characters. And when you think about it, it's endless. You know, there's there's thousands of combinations that they had to drabble out and make stories for. Um, and like I said, I really enjoy the school life kind of simulation. And uh, I just really enjoy getting to know people and doing the socialization stuff. Not that I'm an avid fan of the show and definitely it's not like dark, but it kind of has like a game of Thrones vibe where you kind of have like all these different, I see that to an extent like houses and, and these Brian warring factions. That. Brian did say that Edelgard has yeah. Daenerys' color scheme. Edelgard is definitely like kind of in that realm and everything feels like underlyingly political at almost mm. all times. Like you can only sit there and you can answer something and go, Am I gonna have to answer for that later? Like is, uh-huh. is that gonna come back to haunt me? Yep. Yeah. Uh, time skip afterwards is like I was shocked when I had a very lighthearted conversation in the time skip because it's all political. Yeah, yeah. So Enjoy I can, it while you can. Enjoy it while you can. I can already kind of see that's where it's going. Um, to answer the question, I have always, first and foremost, as we discussed last week on the show, I've always played Fire Emblem because I like tactical, I won't say tactical RPGs, I like tactical battle strategy games. Right. So, yeah. So I mean, that's why I play Fire Emblem. Having played Fire Emblem over the years, I've grown to like some of the little horny life sim stuff that they do with the game and come on corin's your girl corin is my girl (laughs) and but this game through the nature of the monastery and everything has really ramped it up to another degree 
And I would say that if you've ever, if you like those styles of game, these relationship sims and things like that, and you never played Fire Emblem because of the battle tactic stuff, this is the Fire Emblem to give a try because there's yeah. so much of that in there that the battle stuff can really be looked at as just like a, mm-hmm. a thing to do to get to the next part. I touched on this a little bit when I did for our DLC people. Um, I talked about the very first Fire Emblem game last week. And it was all about tactical RPG. Not until Awakening did they add a very heavy emphasis on relationship aspects in the game. So anything awaken- before Awakening, you're not going to get that. And I mean, this is this is really ramping it up for people that haven't played any Fire Emblem games before. This is extremely heavy on the support conversations and the relationship building. Yep, definitely. So thanks for the question, Kaiju. I hope you stick with it, man. We'll be there every step along the way. Caroline will have the first leg beat by the end of the week. And then I, I hope to beat it by the time Astral Chain gets here, I hope. I'm going to keep playing it. I, I definitely, I'm going to try and have all legs beat by Astral Chain. This time is actually, and I mean, I've I've seen this coming for a long time now, but like I'm feeling the crunch now. I've, I have now reached a point where I've bought too many games. And the only reason I feel that crunch is because I don't want to play something else because I just want to keep playing Fire Emblem. So, like, I bought Wolfenstein on Xbox. And me and Kevin have had, like, this standing date to play it that we keep postponing for a bunch of different reasons. Mm. But I got to tell you, like, I really don't want to play it right now. Like, I'm just not interested. I'm like, that could be time spent playing Fire Everything is in that sure. that, that ram. Like, now I'm thinking I understand. all of this could be just time spent playing Fire Emblem. I shouldn't have bought all these games. By the way, you know, I mentioned there is a Wolfenstein like app on the eShop. If you log in, you'll see it's like a free thing. It's not free, by the way. I I checked into that. I downloaded and tried to play it. You can play it and you can download it for free and you jump in. You can sign in with your Battle.net account and all that. But it tells you when you go to play it, you have it's it's for people that get a free code, a buddy pass. That's what you download to put in your code to play it. So it's not like, even though it's free, I thought it was a demo. Kind of misleading. Kind of. I thought it was a demo. It's not a demo. All right. Uh, Next question. Ooh, this is a good one. This comes from Soundscape on Twitter. EA says their data shows that gamers always choose PlayStation and Xbox for third-party games. Do you think their catalog would not perform well on the Switch? been talking about this all day in discord i have been talking about this all day in discord because i like the ea games like there is a sect of us amongst the psvg fam that love the sports game all right so here's what ea said uh andrew wilson i always want to say andrew house andrew house the playstation guy andrew wilson (laughs) of electronic arts was asked a question as to why they don't support the switch more and he said something i'm paraphrasing now he said something along the lines that they have data that shows that nintendo fans or Nintendo console owners own other systems and are more likely to buy that game there. That quote has been run across the headlines on all the websites and blogs today as EA hates Nintendo fans. And that's not quite what they're saying. Now, um, as a Nintendo fan, you may not like hearing that because you want all the games. And I get you. I want Madden too. I do. I would buy Portable Madden. What he's saying isn't wrong. So what they were kind of saying was, traditionally, Nintendo fans don't buy EA games. That's true. That is true. As I pointed out today, that is true. All you got to do is go to VG Charts, pull up some of the best-selling games that EA has ever done, and just compare across platforms. It's pretty evident. And it goes all the way back to GameCube. And now this is interesting because on GameCube, 
GameCube had some of the best versions of the sports games because oh, it was yeah. the best best console, and it still was sold third best. That that sect of customer doesn't techni- t- typically buy Nintendo stuff. Now, there are those of us that do, so it's not to rule everybody out. It's just small. So the point that I made, Madden 14 was a great selling, or Madden 13 was a great selling Madden game. It, it came out late on, la- on last-gen hardware, right? So we're talking Xbox 360, PlayStation 3. This was so late in their life cycle, right? 2013, a year before next-gen, came out as a launch game for the Wii U, which launched right then. That game sold 10 million copies on Xbox 360, sold less than a half a million on Wii U. It was one of only the 30 games you could buy on Wii U for the first year. That's crazy. It sold twice as many copies on Vita. <laughs> How dead was the Vita in 2019? Like, I'm How just saying. How dead was the Wii U? <laughs> so, exactly. So, I mean, I'm not, I'm not trying to make an excuse. I'm just saying that the numbers prove that they're not wrong. And right. if they're saying, let's say, for example, the Switch has sold, and we should have talked about earning stuff, but I think people are tired of that. The Switch has sold almost 40 million units, right? Mm -hmm. Let's say they have data that shows that a third or let's say half of all males between the age of 15 and 35 also have another console. I actually think I threw that number off the top of my head. That actually sounds pretty plausible, right? Like that wouldn't blow anybody's mind. Mm -hmm. Are you more likely to pay $60 for a stripped down version of Madden on Switch? Are you more likely to buy it on EA Access, for example? which gives it to you for free or for 30 bucks a year. That's the type of stuff that they're talking about. And if you look at the numbers, the numbers really do back them up. And if you're thinking, but I want it on portable, I do too. I'm not here to tell you that you're wrong. I want portable Madden too, more than most anything. Like I've been, I keep predicting it every E3 show every year. I want portable Madden too. But I mean, there says a lot like uh, last year's NBA game. Mm. Sold like 9 million copies on Xbox One. Nothing. Xbox One has the same install base. Sold less than a half a million copies on Switch. And they made the game $3. <laughs> for like I a week, it was that. $3. And still nobody bought it. I didn't buy it on, on Switch until it was $3. And I love the NBA. It's just, you know, why would you why would you pay for... I, I always think... I do think it comes down to for the people that like sports games, for the people that like and will buy sports games, why would you pay more for less when you could have the other version? It's a graphics and a value thing. Yeah, it's it's both. There's a lot of different factors that go into it. Also, you want to play with your friends, you want to play online, like these aren't Nintendo things. Well, you mentioned I just am in Nintendo for the niche thing and EA is not my jam. EA is the popular kid thing to do with your PlayStation 4 and your Xbox and it's I have been, a Nintendo to play Mario. It's been proven. It's not just an EA thing. It's been proven for decade plus. Nintendo fans, the core that support Nintendo, buy Nintendo to play Nintendo. Mm-hmm. It's not a sports game thing. That's all third yeah. parties. All third parties struggle selling on That's Nintendo true. platforms. Even the Wii, when it had, you remember if you take your, if you take your mind back and you put yourself on like mm-hmm. an IGN page, a Wii homepage in IGN in like 2011, <laughs> there were articles like, why aren't third party games selling more on Wii? There's a hundred million of them out there. And they were still struggling to sell copies. Why? Because everybody bought a Wii to play one thing, Wii Sports. Wii Sports. And 80 million people were happy with that. And the other 20 million wanted to play Zelda and Mario, and they didn't care about the rest. Like, so that that's always been a thing. It's always been a thing. So it's just, it's hard-pressed, you know? 
I'm um, thinking, it's, you it's know, a tough road. aside from The Sims, the only EA stuff that I've played, you know, sports-wise that I cared about was SSX. And that series has been dead. Well, they got steep. No, it was Ubisoft. <laughs> that, what he's yeah. in, that was Ubisoft. Um, so they put Unravel and Unravel 2 on Switch, right? Yes. I'm wondering if those didn't sell well. You know, because like FIFA on Switch, FIFA on Switch did a million. I looked that up today, which is not like a million's good. A million is business worth doing. But, but I want to know FIFA does many... so much more than a million on everything else. <laughs> it's still know, small. The problem is, you know, FIFA is not so- soccer in general is not as big as it is in America as it is in Europe. FIFA's the world and... game. Japan, yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So they are going to probably sell. I'd be interested to see how much of that million is in Europe. If they put, yeah, if they put Switch on Madden, if they put Madden on Switch, it couldn't get a million copies. I don't think. I think it would be hard to get a million. I think yeah. you could get a half, maybe. Now, the thing that I've always kind of wanted them to do, even though I mean it's against their business model, but I've always wondered, and I think they would never do it because they want to. Ju- they don't want to hurt their other franchises. But I've always wondered if they would just release a game on Switch and just call it Madden mm. and then sell like roster updates year over year. So it's just okay. Madden, yeah, but every I year you give them $10 and they update your game. They give you the newest information, yeah. you know, but they don't change the engine or anything like that, but they keep supporting it. They keep giving you new ultimate team cards and things like that. that I've always kind of thought more that. Sense. Yeah. yeah, but that kills their business model on I all the other does. platforms or they charge people $60 every year for Madden. <laughs> so I don't think they'd ever do it, but um, that's 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 the that's the way to fix it. But yeah, um, sorry, Nintendo fans. I just don't think the EA stuff is, and it sucks because it's not just a Madden thing. That's the example I use, but it's a Star Wars thing. It's a Battlefront thing, and sure. you also got to remember it's a Frostbite thing. Like to downport mm-hmm. their EA games over, like that's not cheap for right. them. Frostbite doesn't run well on Xbox One X, right? <laughs> like we've yeah. talked about Frostbite for a long time. It doesn't re- run well on good hardware. It sure yeah. as hell ain't gonna run well on a tablet. So, you know, it's not cheap. Uh, okay. I love this question. Chalfie asks, talk me into or out of rebuying a Wii U. That's yours. Uh, <laughs> but you pick one. I've been talking. Um, I'm looking over at my games right now. Just, just to tell you Yoshi's Woolly World. Oh, I got a list on my computer. Hold on. I got a list because I have a running list of things that I own and things that I'm getting. Uh, my Wii U collection is almost complete, by the way. I think I only have 10 games left to get, which is impressive considering, you know, I pretty much didn't sell anything that I bought. Bayonetta 2? Captain Toad, you can, well, may, I, I won't. All right. I was going to say, all these games you're awesome. announcing are available yes. on Switch. Yep, I know. <laughs> um, good Lord. Kirby and the Rainbow Curse. Twilight Princess HD and Willmaker HD. Mm-hmm. Ninja Gaiden 3, if that's your jam. Nintendo Land, as we talked about last week. The original Splatoon. Super Mario 3D World is probably the best one that we still haven't gotten a port of. Okay, So good. Xenoblade Chronicles X and Yoshi's Woolly World. Yeah. Okay. You've got a good... I mean... The Wii U, the only reason we didn't have a better library is because they closed the doors on it. And I feel like we would have gotten, you know, I, we did get Breath of the Wild for it. It was just the last release, I believe. And terrible. <laughs> uh, terrible version. But, uh, you know, it's just, I feel like their library was great. 
It's just they had bigger and better plans. Mm-hmm. Okay, Chelfie. I like the game. I like the gamepad too. This question is totally pad. aimed at me, somebody who's bought multiple Wii U's and has hacked and modded a Wii U and bought my in-laws a Wii U. Mm. The reason that you should buy a Wii U, first and foremost, is Nintendo's legacy. Take a look at the consoles and the systems that have flopped from Nintendo. Just pick two or three, grab a, a, a Virtual Boy and a GameCube collection. Go put that into eBay and see what pops back at you. That's why you should get a Wii U before it's too late. Because right now you can get one for about 100 bucks on GameStop's website, like the special editions. They are letting them go as fast as it can. This is an extremely limited console because it sucked. It sold terribly. There's only 14 million of them in uh, out there in the world. Be one of the 14 million that got one and sit on it for a while. That's the best reason I can give you to buy a Wii U. That's just for that's just for finance. Because I bet you in a couple years you'll be able to double that $100 investment. Easy. Easy. Especially if you have the games that come with it. Even if they release on Switch. Because guess what? If there's people out there like Caroline, she can't just have the Switch version. She's got to have the GameCube version and the Wii version because that's how crazy Nintendo fans are. All right, so there's your good reason. The Donnie reason is Nintendo Land. You've got it. Like the Wii U had experiences that you just can't. It's like buying VR. There's games that you can play on Wii U that you just can't play anywhere else. And, and the Switch will never be able to, to do it. And they won't be able to do it the same way. And you add into the fact that currently, right now, the eShop over there is still open. You can still load that thing up, even if you don't want to hack it, which I should tell you, you should totally hack it. But even if you don't want to hack it, you can still load that thing up full of Super Nintendo games, NES games, GameCube games. It's a great legacy box. I believe, Caroline, the Wii U can play more Zelda games than any other Nintendo console ever made. It is the perfect Zelda legacy box. Buy it and put every Zelda game you can get on it. It's got every yeah, Wii version of them. Console goes away. There you go. So it's a great box for that, right? And then the third option, if you ever wanted to dabble into the black magic arts of the underbelly of the world, you can hack that thing and run anything you want on it. It's basically open. You can put GameCube games right on it. <laughs> you can put GameCube games on it. You can do all kinds of things. And it's super fun to do that with. Um, there's a lot of value to have it at its current price. I'm not here to tell you it's the greatest console in the world and all that. I'm here to tell you at its current price with its legacy. Think about the legacy of the Wii U. The important, like, I won't say nostalgia because not that many people had it, but the importance of the programs and the things that it started for the Switch later. Think about Amiibo and its importance to Nintendo and what the Wii U represented for that. There will be a collector's niche for Wii U stuff down the road. It will happen. Especially as people move to the Switch and they throw their units away. There's already been articles, by the way. You go Google like Polygon and stuff. There are already articles about how hard the Wii U's are already starting to, to become. There's not that many of them out there anymore. People have gotten rid of them. They've lost them. The gamepads have broke, things like that, and they've moved on. And this will be one of those things that I think, especially as the collector and the digital market keeps continuing to go. I mean, we saw from Nintendo sales figures this week, half of their like game stores are almost digital purchases now. As that continues to rise, the Wii U can run Wii games. It's a perfect, like, instead of keeping your Wii around that everybody had, get a Wii U and just put all your Wii games on it. It has all the Wii motes. Yeah, let me tell you, um, running Xenoblade 1 on my Wii was a chug really hard i threw it in my wii u and there was no 
no problem whatsoever. Spiffies it right up. And it, and unlike the Wii, it connects via HDMI. It's a modern mm-hmm. way to do that. Yep. Somebody asked, <laughs> what was the easiest play, way, way to play a Wii game on a modern TV? And I just responded with a picture of Wii U. Wii U. Yeah. <laughs> sure. He was trying to find some hack thing and an adapter. I was like, what are you talking about? The easiest I mean, you can buy one of these that I got. The HDMI RCA thing. But do you want to drop $40 on one? I'm hoping that they have like some crazy big blowout eShop sale before they, you know, before they finally close it up and call it, call it quits. But I still have like a, a little Wii U wish list that I every now and again I dabble and go pick up a virtual console game or two in there. I don't have many because mine, mine is hacked. And the cool thing about hacking it is, um, like the entire operating system, everything is the same way. So it, like, if you've ever explored some console hacks, like if the Wii hack in the day, it looked like you had the homebrew logo and everything popped up. Like it looks like garbage. My Wii U just looks like a Wii U. Open it, like the tiles come up, the Miis run around, and I just have tiles for GameCube games. Like it's just an icon. You click it and it starts up and GameCube picture pops up. Like it's really clean. It's really nice. So that's the best thing I could tell you to do, man. Get that bad the boy. Popo are coming to Donnie's house tonight. Get that bad boy and hack the shit. <laughs> Coming to Donnie's house. Do it before it's too late. Before it's too late. Before my husband comes and sues you. Why could they sue us? At least I bought one. Sue the people that did. (laughs) Nintendo should be like, thank you. Thank you so much. How many Wii U's did you buy again? Wow. (laughs) But yeah, um, the non-hack version, Nintendo Lin. I don't know. I don't know what they're thinking of doing on Switch, but I guarantee you it won't be the same. And I think Nintendo Lin will be one of those. It's going to be one of those, Caroline. It's going to be like Earthbound. It's going to be yeah. like your Harvest Moon. It's going to be one of those. You give it 20 years, people are going to be like, I know. you remember that Nintendo Land game that we That's can't why find? I'm trying to get the 10 games that I need. I think the most expensive one that I need to get is Devil's Third. I have that, that game. One. Do you really? Do I you do. Have the physical? No. Oh, see, no. I need the physical, and it's like $70. That's an interesting game. We should talk about that game one day. That is an interesting game. That is a weird game. Not nearly as awful as people I think it 11. is. People gave that I'm game 11. like a 2 and a 3 out of 10. It's not that bad. It's kind of fun, but it's like super old. It feels like an original Xbox action game, like yeah. Siphon Filter on PlayStation One or something. But it's kind of fun. Eleven more games. There's like a there's a complete. there's like a segment where you bust out of jail, and there's like a four minute drum solo. What? <laughs> I, that's what I'm saying. Like it's super weird in like the Kojima suit away. It's yeah. weird, man. The game gets real <laughs> weird. There's like all these lights and stuff and the doors bust open, but it's like in the, in the bottom of a jail. It's like, why does he have a drum set? And there's like tiger print and like, it's weird. <laughs> it's it's weird. Yep. Yep. That's a good one. Oh, thanks, Jalfie. I brought this one because I thought it was good. Devolver Digital and their Twitter were asking their fans. So they've brought all these Switch games that we've talked about for a long time, Ape Out and My Friend Pedro and all that. So they asked Switch fans, what do you want next? Which, if you looked it up, was just a constant stream of people saying Hotline Miami and Hotline Miami 2. I'm kind of amazed that those aren't here yet. So, I bet they're probably going to do that. That makes sense. This isn't my question. I was scared by their live E3 thing. So, I don't (laughs) think I will ever buy any of their games. Oh, really? Oh, you got to buy a couple no, they, of them. They did, they did show something that I was interested in. I can't remember what it was. Was it really like the monster and you rip all the people in the laboratory apart? Because that game looked awesome. No. Does that it sound was, like it, my kind of it game? It was like Stranger Things, except you play as the Demogorgon. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember what it was. I just remember looking at it and thinking, this looks cute. 
Yeah, I don't remember what that is off the top of my head, but like Hotline Miami and Hotline Miami 2 are great games. And those should come to Switch. And I'd imagine after that tweet that they're, that they're probably just teasing that they're going to do that. Other games that I know that they've done is um, Absolver and Ruiner. Ruiner, which I played on Game Pass on Xbox, I really like a lot. Kind of like Travis Strikes Again. I've talked about it a little bit. I think both of those games would be great on Switch. And to be kind of honestly, like uh, the game I was talking about, by the way, is called Carry On. It's a pretty cool oh, game. Oh, like, yeah, like... Uh... Oh, and the other one, I'm, I'm looking at their website. One of the ones that they talked about was a game called Devolver Bootleg, which they launched for PC. So it's basically... Like these 8-bit versions of games they have. So it's like an 8-bit version of like Ape Out, which they call Ape Out Junior. And it's a little collection of these little games, uh, of these little like NES versions of games they already have. So there's like a, mm. a Hotline Miami ripoff. There's an Enter the Gungeon ripoff. There's a, like a, they have a Catsylvania. Cat. <laughs> it's a cat inside a suit of armor. It's a cat in full plate armor. What else do you want? Buy our game is what it says on their website. Super cute. (laughs) Yeah, so I would totally be down for the Devolver bootleg to hop over to Switch. But um, I love Devolver. I know Dev does too. It's gonna bother me that I can't remember what it was called. That I, I there was a moment where I was looking at the live stream. I was like, wow, I got normal for a second, and that actually looks like a cute game. Don't 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 judge them off of those shows. Those shows. That was oh. I know what it was. It was Minute. That one where you have a Minute. Minute is already on Switch. It's already out. It's okay, already yeah, out. Yeah, but yeah. I remember seeing I got you. it. But you're like running around. Yep. You have a minute to progress. Mm-hmm. And then you reset. Mm-hmm. You need a minute to progress. You reset. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Don't don't judge Devolver by their shows. Their shows are like, they're, they're, it's really them. Like they, they're, they've always been this way. It's Adult Swim on crack. Yeah. Dude. But it, but it's, it's them mocking the industry. Like it's, it's very tongue in cheek self aware. Like it's them, like to an extreme, making fun of everybody else that does this. Good Lord. You should watch the one from last year where they had like cardboard cutouts in the crowd and they made them cheer when they did a thing. And <laughs> that was, that was, um, limited run. Was it? That was limited run. Maybe they I have a mistake. Vision. Yeah. Maybe I'm misremembering. Limited run. No, because didn't like the girl's head too. explode and like blood went all over the. I don't know about that. I don't mm. think that happened. On Ooh. yeah, but send us corrections, Caroline. Yeah. All right, before we get out of here, today marks an anniversary, the 30th anniversary of the Game Boy launching in North America. Happened today. What was your favorite Game Boy game? Probably Pokemon Red. Okay. Yeah, definitely Pokemon. I don't have I don't have Game Boy, so I know you don't. I won't I answer. I won't answer. I'll I'll save everybody the What Zelda came out on Game Boy? The Link's Awakening? Link's Awakening and the one we're getting remade. I know well you know Jason Lisa is his favorite Zelda game. It's a great game. I'm gonna answer on behalf game. of Jason. Zelda's Awakening. Or Link's Awakening, whatever it's called. Zelda's Awakening. Zelda's Awakening. <laughs> All right, that's yeah, going to do um, it for our show this week on the Nintendo Shack Podcast. Um, we just released DLC over there on the Patreon at patreon.com slash PSVG. It's an interesting episode with a quite, a quite the interesting story. And uh, this week we're doing our Patreon giveaway, which all of our Patreon subscribers are entitled and entered into and uh, we'll pick a name out of the hat on psvg prime this week and you will have your option to get what are we up to we've got a gift card we've got apex money and we've got a hacked playstation classic and we have nba playgrounds nba 2k playgrounds 2 what a terrible name by the way it's just an awful name 
yeah, it's too many twos. Um, and then uh, we'll have announcements for next month. So yeah, stay tuned. But if you like, guys, if you've never thought about it, like I, like I've been saying for weeks now, give it a try for a dollar and check out DLC. Just listen to one episode, like Rebecca did this week. And I, I, I keep looking at my email, wondering if she's going to cancel the show. <laughs> Rebecca has canceled her pledge. <laughs> No, no, no. Uh, but we had a lot of fun with DLC this week, and, and uh, the Battle Pass, which is the patron private room in Discord, has been lit this week, has been fired, mm-hmm. and I've loved it. It's been so much fun. We've had a bunch of new folks jump in. We have like five yeah. new patrons this week. It's been great. So Yay. you guys are missing out. Give it a try. Give it a try. That's it for me, Caroline. Do you have anything you'd like to close with? I'm going to go play Fire Emblem somewhere. Wow. Lucky you. <laughs> That'll do it. Good night, Koopalings.